Listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for the only thing that can appropriately help us to recover from Rene Russo Month. The only thing that could possibly top Rene Russo Month, which is our annual, now annual, three years running episode on the greatest bad movie ever made, The Room. <laughs> Which, just the story behind us dedicating an annual episode to this is crazy in and of itself. Uh, but for three years running, we are here to discuss something about The Room. My name is Colin, and you're my favorite podcaster. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and oh, hi, doggy Mark. I definitely have the breast cancer. <laughs> just have to combine them. <laughs> Why not? Just, this never gets the- old. <laughs> Well, it's 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 appropriate because uh, let's go back in time for a second. Year one, uh, we started Bad Movie Month on a whim. Uh, I think you were off traveling or something. I was about and to. I was about to be. Yeah. yeah. And we were looking for extra content. And uh, Jamie had shown me a little movie called Gods of Egypt, which she said, oh, this movie's great. And I'm like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I so wanted to rant about it that I said to Rossi, do you want to do a bad movie month? And we just sort of picked Gods of Egypt. And then you got involved and you picked Swept Away. And then Rossi, having never seen The Room, picked The Room and said, okay, if we're doing a bad movie month, we have to do The Room. We watched it and all uh, bought the movie. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, we're not doing Swept Away anniversary month every year. But no, I remember it vividly because like it was, it was, I was on the cusp of leaving Brisbane. So like, because I remember doing Swept Away when I was in Victoria, funnily enough, that was the first time I'd ever visited here two years ago. Now I'm living here. But no, I, I remember watching this movie for the very first time. I was in my house and of course I was sharing with other people in Brisbane. And I remember watching this at like one, two o'clock in the morning. And it was one of those moments where of course, Every single time I'm in this public lounge room, the only time housemates would come out is when these awkward sex scenes are on. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, uh, man, I was like pausing. Oh, no, 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 I'm not watching anything weird here. Just watching the one o'clock shopping channel. Here it is. Oh, I'm going to buy myself a new toaster and a new chopper thing. Otherwise called a knife. But anyway, yes. Chopping. <laughs> They're called knives, aren't they? That's right. <laughs> Um, it's funny because we have slightly similar stories. Uh, I think the day we were meant to be covering this episode, I started to watch it and, uh, it was the awkward sex scene in the beginning and Jamie's like, uh, okay, I will just leave you be now. (laughs) And she had taken Casper out to go shopping or something like that. Uh, and I was telling her at that point, 15 minutes in, like, this may actually be the worst movie I've ever seen. And she came back at the end and I'm like, I've got to show you this. And I just showed her the YouTube clips. And halfway through the YouTube clip, she's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I think she actually used the words. I've probably said this three years in a row now. I said, you are never again allowed to get impatient with our son if you can sit through this for two hours. (laughs) By the end of the YouTube compilation, she was running around the house going, oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Which it's so funny. It's just it's a. It's a magic movie. But this is the thing because, like, Mallory didn't watch this. I think I tried to show her things and she's got a similar reaction. But the thing that she knows is because I downloaded that Songify the Room song and I would always have that on my playlist. So if I've got it in the car all of a sudden, it would, you know, come up with, like, oh, what is it? Um, 
Oh, I can't remember how it goes. Oh, hi, Mark, Lisa, Lisa, you're tearing me apart. You know tearing what they say. Love is blind. <laughs> Everything is blind. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> like, Melody would always sing that with me. Like, cheep, 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 cheep. Like, oh, and she, and she still never watched it. So, um, I mean, yeah, it is, it is the movie that whether you've seen it or not, it keeps on giving. This, this is the greatest bad movie ever made it's so good it's giving so much that we're going three years in a row now year one we just did our regular recap on this movie last year we did a commentary so you can go back and you can listen to our first two years on the room second one we just sort of watched the movie and kind of laughed along with it uh this year we actually we wanted to get a guest on from the movie you know we uh Reached out to a couple of the actors, uh, not Tommy Wiseau, uh, but uh, did, a couple actually. of the other. Oh, you did too. Okay, so we reached out to all three leads for this movie, uh, but you know, COVID and everything, you know, yeah. they can't be bothered to sit behind a laptop in their living room and talk to us. So, yeah, yep. <laughs> more important. That's the reason we'll go with. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what we're doing is something really fun, which is we're going to count down the top ten. Best moments of the room, as decided by the Oz Network. Now, Ben and I are here. Rossi couldn't join us today, but Rossi is part of this episode. Uh, we all came up with our own top ten list of these are the, our favorite moments from the room. And then we compiled our lists, put it into one average top ten. So this is the definitive Oz Network top ten moments from the room. Uh, now, the great thing is that Ben and I don't know what this final list is. Rossi, who couldn't be here did all the tabulation and he sent me the list and we're going to kind of read it one by one so you can get our genuine surprise here it's like what <laughs> come on <laughs> who I just, put that in one? i just want to point out that rossi was the only one of us three who binned this movie so we've actually blacklisted him from appearing on any of these episodes <laughs> in the future so that's why he's not here but we should say he binned it with the exact same argument we bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he did, I yeah. don't think he got it at the end of the day, though. Like, I mean, if you get this movie, you buy it. It's simple. Like, you know, it, it is a terrible movie, but it's brilliantly terrible. So, therefore, Rossi is just blacklisted from this, this yearly episode until he changes his yeah. rating. So, Rossi, you're listening right now. You can participate, but you have to participate from afar. You, we basically make you do our admin work yes. <laughs> so we can have fun on this This is episode. why you sat down for 34 hours and listened to us rank Survivor contestants <laughs> because, you know, this is what you do. You do silly things. and You, you yeah. sit sit and stay, Rossi. Sit. Stay. <laughs> sit. Good doggy. Good doggy. <laughs> um, so, just to quickly say here, uh, apparently there were one or two ties in here. Uh, and I simply gave Rossi free reign and say, hey, it's the event of a tie. You can determine which one comes out on top. So um, maybe we'll kind of give our own personal rank as we go along here. But we'll reveal these one at a time in our secret chat box here. And we're going to count down the top 10 episodes of or top 10 episodes. episodes. Of the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> let's make if you made a room TV series, I'm there. Oh. They, they did that, right? They well, not the room, but. Why so and um, uh, the guy that played Mark, they did that Best Friends TV show Greg or something that was like a couple episodes. Yeah, I I think so. Did we ever watch that? When we going to cover that? We never no. did. Or hey, next year. Yeah, next next year. Well, that's our that's our third anniversary one. We're not yeah. actually talking about the room. We're talking about this. <laughs> uh, but any, any last words here before last we get words? started? <laughs> um, yeah, it's I I found this 
I don't think I found it tricky. Like, I think I had about 12 on my list that I kind of had to put them in order. But I, I, I think generally they, we're going to, we all probably had the standard ones. But there was maybe, there was like two, I think, that I had different to yours. But uh, one, I can see why you didn't have on there because you're Colin and you're a prude. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what's on Ben's list. <laughs> the others is just like, it's just so staple. And I, I kind of think off the top of my head right now that there, there will be between two that will be number one. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is just, oh, I, I'm so excited that we didn't end up doing this with like the emoji movie or everything year. Cause I mean, you know, <laughs> like just this, this is the one episode that I legitimately write in my diary every year to like, remember, we've got to do this in August. We've got yeah. to do this. We've got to do that. And then when we were talking the other week about what's coming up and oh, there's not a whole lot. I'm like, Colin, it's, it's the room anniversary episode. <laughs> we've got to do that. So no, I, I'm excited for this. And I legitimately have no clue. Like you might know a couple cause you're kind of copying and pasting these. So I don't know how you don't know them. If you're not, are you blind? I don't know, but <laughs> I have not seen any of these except for my own. I saw yours, but you hadn't ranked them at that point. So yeah. And, and like you, I think I had 11 or 12 on my list and I kind of narrowed it down to 10. Um, I do have this copied and pasted. I'm sort of not reading what it is. I'm looking at the number. I'm copying that number and pasting it in here. I, I know what number one is. Um, I, I did know what number one is, I should say, but I have already forgotten. <laughs> uh, so I, I know what something at least near the top is. Uh, once it comes up, I'm sure it'll jog my memory. But uh, I will give you the pick here. Do you want to do odds or evens? Uh, always evens. All right, so you get to start us off. <laughs> okay. I am Ooh. revealing our number 10 best moment from the room. Okay. Oh, holy crap. That's number 10? Really? Really? I thought that would be the fight for number one or number two. Wow. I'm I'm kind of shocked too. You want to tell the listeners what it is? Legitimately, I thought when I just said, I think it would be between one or two that would be number one. I thought this would be one of those two. I'm not even joking. At uh, number 10, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh, um, like seriously, like this, I watched the Watch Mojo top 10, you know, what the fuck moments of the room. This was number one. And I, I wow. for sure thought this would be in our top two. So I had this, I believe at number one, did I? Or number two? Uh, no, I had this at number two. So I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah. Wow. It's all Rossi's fault. Clearly Rossi. It, it has to be because I mean, I didn't have this in my top five, but it was like, you know, I think this number seven on my list. Oh, so. well, it's your fault too. <laughs> Well, it doesn't end up number 10 unless somebody doesn't rank Don't it. Don't blame just say Mr. That. Octopussy here. Like, God, you contributed to this. You, you can't go 1 to 7 and end, end up in 10th unless Rossi did not How have this, this on his 10? list. This is like arguably top two most iconic moments from this movie. I mean, okay, I'll make one argument for why I didn't have this in my top five. Because the scene itself, I don't remember. I remember this line, you're tearing me apart, which may be the greatest overacted moment in the history of movies. But the scene itself, I couldn't tell you much else that happened in this. Whereas I think some of the ones I have higher, it's the entire this scene. Is, but This is like one of those great scenes, though, where there's like full on like argument. You're tearing me apart. Lisa. It's OK. I still love you. Let's go to bed. Like, it's just <laughs> like come on. It's, it's so good. It's your profile pic right now. It is. I'm, I'm, that's me. The profile picture of me. Like, I'm, you're tearing me apart, Colin <laughs> and Rossi. <laughs> How is this number 10? My Lord. I'm, I'm furious. I am genuinely angry. All right. Well, it's number 10, but it is an iconic moment. I think it's even one of the slogans on the uh, Tommy Wiseau bobblehead. Uh, I think it's that in Ohio Mark, uh, which I still have to purchase on those. But uh, number 10, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Wow. Which brings us to number nine. 
cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> now, specifically, <laughs> the fight scene here, yeah. which this was one that, uh, it, it, this is probably around where I ranked it on mine. I don't think I had it, like, super high. And I didn't have this on my original list, and I was sort of going through, you know, the the the, the room, best moments of the room videos on YouTube, and I saw the fight, and it was everything about this. The cheap, cheap, cheap on its own is just a line, but it, it's pops up so many times in the movie where he's basically whenever you're calling for said chicken cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> so bizarre but it was the fight scene between them where i think johnny actually says to mark i will kill you cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> you just threatened a man's life and then did cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> it's a, it's a fantastic moment but it, you know it wasn't something that immediately was on my mind i have to include this on the list but when i saw it i'm like okay that's at least in my top 10 I had it at number five. The thing that I love about it is, like, I kind of wanted to lump in just the, the general conversation when they're all in that living room and they're kind of just going, oh, chicken, my cheap, cheap, like, before the fight. Like, because, like, that's just a, a hilarious scene too. But, yeah, the fight's great. Um, and, like, the, the one that, that I didn't end up making my top ten, which kind of I think this ties into this whole sequence because this is all at the party, right? Uh, is mm. the whole bit when um, Lisa's like, I'm pregnant or something like that. <laughs> like five <laughs> minutes later, I'm not pregnant or something like that. Just It's just hilarious. Like I think kind of I'd almost lump it in just as the entire party scene in general. Yeah. But um, no, I'm just... There's so many things at that party we could include. It's like, you invited all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, the cheap, 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 cheap stuff. I mean, just that song alone, <laughs> Songify the Room. Does it well, but God, again, I had this at five, number nine. Wow, geez, my all mine are going first. Clearly, good. All for, right, well, good for let's, this. let's find it. This next one I know is the one of the ones that I did not have on my list, but did uh, not. I did not have on my list. <laughs> ah, there we go. I, lo- I love how it's written here, though. It's written. You've sent it as couple having sex in apartment. This is Rossi's. <laughs> okay, Rossi. Uh, they're just the two main leads in the entire movie. Um, but okay, let's call them couple having sex in apartment. Uh, I listed this as awkward sex scenes, which I think is more appropriate. So Rossi's even more of a prude than me then. <laughs> R- Rossi doesn't know who they are. Uh, couple having sex in apartment. Okay, cool. All right. The guy who had octopusy at like number one, everyone. Um, <laughs> download double or seven. Um, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, you didn't have this in your list at all, Mister Prude. But I mean, come on, like, just the the fact that they go for like an hour, that they recycle <laughs> the same one twice. It's a guy humping a woman's belly button. Um, you've got like seventies porn music with this awkward, like, you know, weird scene that goes on forever. It's just, like, it just summarises this movie, as does every single one of these scenes. How you can not have the sex in the top ten, Colin Hilding, you prude. Let me just say, if I had a chance to revise my list, I might put this on it, because I thought of this. It was one of the first things I thought of, because I sort of ran through the movie, okay, start to finish, and I remember this, but it was like, it's one of those things that is so long, and it is so awkward, that you're like, is it really as as awkwardly funny as the rest of the movie? But, well... (laughs) This is where I, I will say I may have put this on my list. I don't think it would have affected our rankings at all, but I may have put this in at least a top ten spot. Um, him him basically porking her belly button. Uh, <laughs> their anatomy not lining up at all in this awkward sex scene just makes it all the better. <laughs> Can I just point out, like, um, I mean, that's to me what makes it so great. So that's why I love it. I just got a bit of a side tangent here, some breaking news. We were talking a little bit a second ago about how um, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestro did Best Friends. 
Are we aware that they've got another movie coming out? Uh, what? About three firefighters who must save New Orleans from a killer shark. <laughs> Starring Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestro. Um, <laughs> What's the title? It's called Big Shark. Uh, <laughs> oh, hi, Big Shark. <laughs> a horror movie by Tommy Wiseau with Greg Sestro about a big shark that's killing New Orleans. I mean, we've already found our greatest movie ever. Uh, <laughs> we are so there. Sorry to, sorry to kind of just change the subject again, but this is a, sort of our topic. It was meant to have its world premiere uh, in September 2019, but then it was delayed uh, to 2020, and then Waisu was revealed that it would be released soon on in July. Oh. He said that, but um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the, are... poster, the poster is literally Greg Sestro pointing awkwardly, the middle guy <laughs> who is a guy called Isaiah Laborde, and then Tommy Wiseau looking slightly shocked with a giant shark in the background. <laughs> I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> and the poster says, directed by Tommy Wiseau from Creator of the Room, underneath the slogan is, Can New Orleans Survive? I love that the, the shots of them on the poster are, are is basically like behind the scenes shots. Like, yeah. So do you want to put the camera over there, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the spot. And if you go to bigsharkmovie.com, it takes you to tommywiseau.com where you can currently get a three pack of Tommy Wiseau boxes for only $16.99. How did we not for for our, our t-shirt store, which you can find at tpublic.com slash user slash OZN, how did we not make a Tommy Wiseau shirt? This has to be done now. <laughs> well, I'm just also pointing out the fact that you're tearing me apart, Lisa, came in at number 10. The main T-shirt they're selling on TommyWiseau.com is you're tearing me apart, Lisa. So come yes. on. <laughs> God. Next year, we will revise this. I'm uh, buying that shirt and I'm going to wear it around in protest. Oh, and you can even get, you get, hi, doggy, free doggy with any <laughs> Tommy Wiseau <laughs> jacket purchase. And it's a dog in a suit. Oh. You can even get a mask. You can get a Tommy Wiseau mask. Oh. <laughs> we need the mask. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Back on topic. Um, all right. Number seven. Uh, now, I'm going to assume this is what I had listed as death scene. Yeah, uh, same. Johnny destroying apartment. <laughs> so Does let's encompass. know what happens in this movie? <laughs> He had our list to go off of, but still he's like, Couple there having was no sex. death, was there? Johnny destroyed the room. Isn't the purpose the death scene? <laughs> he commits suicide, but no. Johnny destroying apartment. <laughs> I'm expecting, oh, hi, Mark, to be uh, Tommy has jovial greeting on roof to character. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Rossi. Oh, Rossi, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this scene, um, I don't remember where I ranked it. Let me let me take a look. Uh I had this yeah, I had this number six, so just slightly higher. So I think probably around the same spot in all of ours, but uh um, uh, number four. It's it's so good at so many levels. Just <laughs> his bizarre trashing the apartment. I think he throws the TV out the window. Uh, it's just his emotional reaction. Humps the dress. Come on. The dress, yeah. He, like, humps a, a dress. dress. 
like, eh, why, why? <laughs> and then it's just the the the. the obviousness of this being the vanity project where when he dies all of a sudden it's like everybody's like no oh i knew i shouldn't have had an affair with you oh he was my best friend oh he was the greatest i hope man. this is big shark i hope this is like yes. tommy wiseau humping a shark and then the shark <laughs> goes, i shouldn't have destroyed Los- uh, new orleans i should have been friends with tommy <laughs> The shark shoots itself in its mouth. <laughs> Throws a TV at the wall. <laughs> oh, hi, dolphin. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is, this is a... a <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think this is a fair ranking for it, but, I mean, it is the climax of the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, number six, Ben. Uh, number six, Colin, is the one that you just sent me. Uh, hallway underwear story. Now, I didn't even have this on my list. Um, oh, this was on mine. This, yeah, it was not your list. And I kind of looked there. Now, now, refresh my memory. Am I missing something here? So this is, um, okay, when all the guys, the guys are together in the <laughs> the the hallway. Guy time. And they're sort of talking. And uh, <laughs> the guy who, who who's having sex in Johnny's apartment with his girlfriend yes. is telling the story about <laughs> the underwear being pulled out of the couch oh, when he was over in front of the mom. Right. And then it's it's like, it goes on and on. It's like, so I was in the apartment and they pulled my underwear out. And then all of a sudden, oh, hi, Mark. Mark, he was telling us the story about underwear. I was it's... okay, so the underwears. And then Denny shows up. Oh, okay. Let me start the story again. <laughs> that's just the cheap, cheap, was... cheap bit when they first do it for the first time. Isn't I think it? that's the first cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. Now... <laughs> just this, this underwear being pulled out the fact that they tell the story like three no. or four times and then it ends with them like kind of like jovially hey, hey like elbowing each other and then one of them <laughs> just sort of gives like a playful push and the other guy falls flat on his face one of the two times in this movie where somebody falls flat on their face for no reason whatsoever how the fuck is this number what are we six six and i had this at five what is wrong with you? You're tearing me apart, Colin watch, and Rossi. Watch like, the what? scene again. The entire scene is hilarious. I, 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 sure it is. But if you go to every single average movie fan on the street who's ever even heard of this movie, like, what's the <laughs> one thing they're going to say? Oh, hi, Mark. And you're tearing me up. And you have this scene? Four spots? This list is done. This is stupid. I'd like, no, no. this list is so pointless. Oh, Rossi! See, this... Ben didn't even remember the scene, so exactly. you go back and you watch it. You go back and you but watch it. But when you refresh my memory, I remember it now. But, like, there's a reason why I don't remember it. It was fine, but, like, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. It's so iconic. Again, one line versus an entire scene. This is this. Now I know how you and Noah felt every time I ranked, like, Die Another Day High. <laughs> stuff like that. This is frustrating. This is so frustrating. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, our next one's going to be good here because... Oh, it's probably a high mark. It's probably number five. No, number five. You're my favorite oh, customer. <laughs> too low. Come on. Let me see. Where did I put this? I think Rossi may have just copied and pasted my rankings. Probably. I'm pretty sure I had this around here. Let's see. I, I had number this. three. Uh, no, I had it at number nine. Oh, so, your hey, fault. this is closer for you. Gosh. Uh like, this is an amazing scene. I think I even had this originally a little bit higher, but uh, <laughs> my favorite part about the scene isn't even the hi, doggy, or you're my favorite. It's the fact that they're basically talking over each other. Yeah. And, like, it was clearly dubbed after the fact. Like, if in post-production you can't get 
your character's timing to be right. It's, hi, how are you Okay, you're my favorite customer. All right, hi, doggy. It's just one of the – it's the first moment in the movie where you're like, this is a badly made movie. And that's, that's to me, the beauty of this. And, like, this is just one of those scenes that sums everything up. It's kind of just everything. And, like, to me, the best bit is, oh, hi, doggy. Because it's just like, it's just so funny. <laughs> You're my favorite cousin. Oh, hi, doggy. Uh, I nearly had this at like number two. But the only reason I didn't have this at number two is because like, well, I can't have your tearing me apart Lisa out of the top two. So like this was nearly up there for me. But uh, no, I love this scene. And I just, I just, it's the beautiness of this film that it's just so random. Like it, it has no logic to the plot. It's just literally, let's see him buy some flowers. Like, you just cut this out, and you're going to have Tommy Wiseau giving Lisa flowers because, you know, that's what you need. Yeah. But, like, this is just, oh, you're my favorite customer. (laughs) And, and again, it goes back to this being the vanity project where every time a character is in this movie, they're saying how great Johnny is. Yeah. And let's just the, the little guy at the store. You're my favorite customer. That, let's be honest. This is why I like this movie so much. It reminds me of Killfield too. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> good on him for doing a vanity project. Good for you, Tommy Wiseau. All right, number four. Oh, God, I don't even want to look. Uh, Denny and the Drug Dealer. <laughs> okay. Now, this is probably the single best all-around scene. I couldn't even, when I made my list, I'm like, I can't sum this up just from one moment because this is one of those long scenes. It's, I think it's Chris R. was his name or something. Oh, well, I've got, I've got, um, yeah, Chris R. is a drug dealer, but I've got a fun little fact about the actor who played them, which I don't know if we've ever revealed on the show, but keep going. Oh, go for it. Okay, well, uh, so the actor who played, well, sorry, let me just put that in air quotes. The actor, the person <laughs> who played Chris R., is a person by the name of Dan Jenjigian or Jenjian. I can't. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. Now, uh, not actually an actor, Colin Hilding. He's actually an American, an Armenian American former bobsledder, politician, and actor. He represented Armenia at the 2002 Winter Olympics in the two-man bobsled, where he finished 33rd. Does this movie not just get even more awesome knowing that? And it led him to a life of crime. Being an Olympian does not always lead to fame and fortune. <laughs> he also appeared on an episode of Wheel of Fortune in 2013. Uh, and he actually apparently... Uh, no. Oh, he was... Oh, no, I'm reading this wrong. He, in politics, he ran to become in the US House of Representatives. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, eliminated in the primaries. Uh <laughs> Um, but he still tried to run for it. I mean... Okay, this is our guest next year. This is the guy we're talking to. I'm just saying, everyone talks about Armenia, Kim Kardashian, boo. Uh, this is the greatest person to ever come from Armenia. Dan Jinjian. Uh, so. I also love that you pronounce Armenia as Armenia. <laughs> Armenia, Armenia, potato, potato. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, this, this, seriously, this is our guest next year. Like, let's figure out a way to get him on. Also appeared in a movie called Irangeles, spelt like instead of Los Angeles, but with Iran in front of it. Irangeles. Uh, also about sharks. Yeah, also about <laughs> sharks. His, his Twitter page, at DanJan111, underneath says, yes, also Chris R. from The Room. <laughs> Oh, gold. He's my new favorite customer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, like this scene for me is like the best all around scene. As, as I said, it's it's the drug dealer. Like this is the guy with the most passion. Most of the people in this movie, I think we talked about this in our commentary. Everybody in this movie 
they're bad acting, you know? And this guy came in here as if he's trying to win an Academy Award. <laughs> or a gold medal at the 2002 Salt yeah, Lake exactly. Winter Olympics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or the primaries in the House of Representatives election. <laughs> this this guy's a winner. But uh, just this bizarre revelations, like so many things in this movie, these bizarre revelations of things that have no relevance on the plot where suddenly we have to have this side plot, which is only brought up in the one scene where Denny owes money to a drug dealer, and then you have everybody coming to his rescue. Uh, and he, the best part is the, the old lady with like, "Come on, come on, take it easy on him. Why am I taking it easy? He's doing drugs. <laughs> You're not my mother." <laughs> but I love Lisa. She's like, "Why, Danny? Why? What are you doing?" It's like at this point we have no. Who is this guy? And then doesn't he just disappear from this point on? Like he basically just yeah. goes nowhere in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a subplot that was a big part of the movie, and they cut all the scenes out because they realized it didn't work. But they accidentally forgot to cut this scene. Yeah, it's and it's just it's just funny because like we're all we've established is this kid is like a creep who wants to watch them bone, and then it's kind of like why why and then it's like just leave me alone, stop yelling at me. <laughs> like okay bye. <laughs> okay bye. Okay bye. Bye, Crystal. <laughs> Funny story, Zac Efron played uh, this uh, Chris R yeah. in, the, yeah. in the Disaster Artist. Disaster. There you go. Once again, proving why he's better than uh, Kim Kardashian, Dan Gingiard, <laughs> you know. Has Zac Efron ever played Kim Kardashian? No. Oh, <laughs> love this scene. Um, number three. Okay, I think now we're getting to the ones that are pretty much near the top for all of us. Uh, tuxedo football. <laughs> oh, see, that didn't even make my top ten. I I took it out at the last minute to replace what? it with something. Was my, that's my, that'd be my number eleven if I had to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So so this made. Let me see. This was number four on my list. So I think I can only assume this is number one on Rossi's. Oh, it has to be. If it made four on mine and was off your list. <laughs> well, because like I, I had it at number, like I had it in the top 10, but then I remembered one, which I'm assuming is not going to make the top 10 now. And I'll mention it after. That's my number 10 spot. But um, yeah, like, cause, like to me that, and I'll talk about it when we talk about those bits, but like that is, I love this scene. Don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely love this scene. It's hilarious. But uh, no, I just, yeah. Number four though, this is high. Wow. Okay, so my original rankings... Three, number had, three, not even number four, sorry. Yeah, well, my original rankings for this had... Uh, I had the scene just listed with the beginning of it, which was, I think, also included a cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, but it was the dramatic reveal of Mark shaved his beard. Yeah. <laughs> just zoom in. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a second. They're in tuxedos. I'm like, no, the tuxedo football. Like, I almost forgot about tuxedo football. Uh, but this is the second thing. And maybe I just have – it's the weird pratfalls in this movie that get to me because it was the same thing with the underwear story. Uh, just somebody randomly shoving something they fall because this is where Peter – uh, the, the the character that was another character at the beginning of the movie or something like that, or Peter disappears and another guy reappears at the party, something along those lines. Uh, he appears here and they just start throwing football in their tuxedos in an alley. And Peter tries to catch the ball and falls flat on his face with another dramatic zoom in. Doesn't he say <laughs> something like, you're so good at football, okay? Peter, or something like some weird line or something like that at the same time? No. Well, what was the line? Doesn't he say something like, you're so good at football? Or they'd like have some really bad line about football? Oh, you know? I don't remember. I, I bet this was like, I think the other humor about this is that the fascination with footballs in this movie where Tommy's playing with footballs all the time. They're throwing footballs back and forth, even if they're just standing on the roof or in the hallway. 
they played t- football in their tuxedos. And it was just, I think the speculation was that Tommy Wiseau not knowing what Americans do is, Americans play football. <laughs> I'll always have a football. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. This is, uh, this is just, I think this is also one of those iconic scenes where it's like, what were they doing? Why are they in tuxedos playing football? Yeah. Look, again, this scene is great. Didn't make my top 10. I honestly think this is way too high to be number three. Again, with, uh, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, at number two. 10 for god's sakes but uh no i think i'm not disappointed that this made the top 10 it's just where it's finishing in the top 10 all right well we're into the top two now so <sighs> dare i read I think this everybody should be able to guess i'm hoping if they know the room they're gonna be able to guess what number one is after we have this but number two uh okay now uh, yeah this uh, i definitely have breast cancer <laughs> um, I mean, funnily enough number eight on my list so i had this a lot oh. lower but, um, yeah, I mean, I think we all know now what number one is. Unless Rossi's got something to do with it. It's probably just like, <laughs> you know, the opening credits or something like that. Uh, I mean, this to me is up there with uh, You're Tearing Me Apart, Lisa. Oh, hi, Mark. You know, it's like the most iconic bit of this entire movie. <laughs> just like, just, I remember before I'd ever seen this movie when I used to watch clips of this, like, you know, Watch Mojo will do top 10 worst movies and they'd always show like this in there. And I'd always see this scene and I'm like, why are they saying this scene is like in part of like the most iconic moments? I don't understand it. And when you watch The Room, you understand it because is it the most random transitional point in any movie ever? Like literally in the middle of a conversation, oh, how's it going? Cool, you should love him. Oh, I definitely have breast cancer. So what's going on? Like like no one reacts. We talk about in some movies how kind of like characters don't react to their surroundings. like But like this is like literally... I've definitely got breast cancer and, oh, but I love Tommy. You know, I love Johnny, whatever his name is. I keep calling him Tommy, but we know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's strange. It's so odd. But, like, it's, this is the only, we talked about the other week, didn't we, about, oh, haha, AIDS. Like, this is, like, the only time in any movie you probably got a cancer scene and you're like, what? Ha, that's funny. <laughs> and, again, it's not meant to be funny. It, it, it just is because it is so bizarre that it's even in there. And, uh I think this might be my my of of all the characters outside of Johnny. Johnny like nobody's going to touch Johnny. Johnny's amazing. But outside of Johnny, this old lady, Lisa's mom, has to be my favorite character in the whole movie. You hate old ladies. <laughs> I know, but there's just all this other weird stuff like she keeps bringing up her brother and her battling with her brother over some house. Like it's like every single time this lady had to be in the movie, they needed her to say something completely random with no relevance to the plot and nothing's off limits. So I definitely have breast cancer. Okay, mom, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> maybe she's a hypochondriac. The, there's, like, there's one. Uh, maybe there's like this. I'm guessing the one that um, didn't make it for me, uh, which was my number ten. And I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here by doing honorable mentions, but I had number ten. How's your sex life? Because to me, that just reminds me of this. Oh, it's yeah. just like a very <laughs> random trend. Like it makes no sense. It's like in the middle mm-hmm. of something. And, oh, how's your sex life? And the other one is when. Um, when Mark's, they're on the roof and they're talking about that thing and Mark's like, I had this friend once and he like bashed his girlfriend to death or something like that. And Johnny's like, ha, 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 funny story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so randomly stupid but hilarious at the same time. All better scenes than the underwear story scene. Well, I'll just say this. I'm glad you mentioned those because as I look at our honorable mentions here, uh, there is one one that I'm actually really confused about, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I think he only included honorable mentions that actually would have made the list. Like, I think what it, what it came down to is there were three that actually ranked high enough to hit number 10. 
and he put the others in there because those scenes aren't on our honorable mention. So what about I, I, Mark, we'll is to- Mark trying to throw Peter off the roof on there? Because that was my number nine. That is, yeah, okay. and I had that I think at number ten. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but yeah, we, you're gonna have fun when we get to the honorable Bloody mentions. Rossi. <laughs> um, which leaves us, there could be nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Drum roll. Carry me apart, Lisa. <laughs> does not compare to, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> which, let's be honest, this scene's even greater after the disaster artist. Yes. Like, this yeah. is just one of those sequences that just, it's it's gone to another level since that movie. It's everything about this scene, because... We know that Lisa is, you know, spreading rumors about Johnny or, or she's basically telling other people he hit me or whatever. We never see Johnny learn this. He goes from a happy scene with her to instantly cut to him storming out this door, stepping onto the roof, saying, she's a liar. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> like his delivery is so weird. And then just immediately transition to, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> like to the audience's perspective, what are you talking about, Johnny? <laughs> we didn't hear anything about you hitting her. All of a sudden you come up and I did not. <laughs> and then just immediately, oh, hi, Mark. And the <laughs> Which, water oh, bottle. Hi, Mark. <laughs> What's that? And the water bottle, the way he's like, oh, the one I did not. He throws oh, yeah, the water bottle. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> this is, I, I, I don't think there could be any argument. This was number one on my list. Uh, yeah, where was too. it on yours? Yeah, number one for me as well. Okay, so it was number one, I'm guessing, on all three of ours. Um, well, who knows with Rossi? <laughs> well, Rossi would have found a way to make this number one if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Our top ten moments from the room. And one of these is going to become very questionable in a minute when we talk about our honorable mentions. Uh, number 10, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Ugh. Number 9, uh, I will kill you. Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> number 8, couple having sex in apartments. <laughs> uh, number 7, Johnny destroying apartments. <laughs> number 6, the hallway underwear story. Boo. Number 5, you're my favorite customer. Oh, hi, doggy. Number four, Denny and drug dealer Chris R. Number three, tuxedo football. Number two, I definitely have breast cancer. And number one, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> now, now, I'll actually hear that in Jamie's voice now because I remember Jamie being either. Jamie delivers it in our best of. Yeah, yeah. one of our best. Of yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> um, so our honorable mentions here, these are, I- I'm guessing, the ones that we're we're tied. So let's say you're tearing me up. You're going to be even more upset when you're tearing me apart. Lisa was tied with. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> All right. So number twelve. Th- this is where I gave Rossi carte blanche to order it himself. Mark throwing Peter off the roof. <laughs> to me, I loved this scene. Um, I think I, I my first round of this, I had it ranked a little higher, but then I immediately, I, I think I bumped it down to my number ten because this is just where Mark suddenly becomes a different person out of nowhere. Uh, he just takes Peter and tries to throw him off of a roof and then be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Peter. Oh, it's all right, Mark. We all make mistakes. Um, you had this at number nine. Anything you want to say about this? Oh, it's, yeah, like you summed up. Just kind of the way he goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and just like with any conflict in this movie, it basically goes away in two seconds and like, let's, let's be yeah. friends again. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then number 11, Johnny's death. What? How so, is it separate? I I think that uh, now okay. Let me let me what? go through the way. I... <laughs> Why did we let Rossi do this? He ranked up to pussy at number one. 
<laughs> and I like Octopussy, but uh, no one I'm says just that. Say, that wo- those I words. Had, <laughs> I had it listed as death scene at number six. I had Johnny's entire- death scene at number four. Okay, so Johnny ruined the apartment. I'm guessing Rossi had just specifically Johnny ruining the apartment and not the death but scene. But did you have that scene. anywhere? Did you rank John? Like, how does that end up in the top whatever? When like basically- No, I had just Johnny's death scene. So we're going to put our number 11 in that number seven spot. Johnny yeah. destroying apartment is Johnny's death scene. I just I just want to point out that if we ever like ranked the moments of Star Wars and had Rossi involved, like Luke, I'm your father would end up at like 12 as an honorable mention. <laughs> I love you, I know, doesn't make the cut. You know, couple having fisticuff battle would like make number seven, you know. <laughs> Old men use sticks as weapons, like, you know. Small green frog-like alien tells young kid lesson doesn't make top ten. We're gonna rank the best moments of Jaws. Fish gets hungry. Number two. <laughs> like we'd rank like any iconic movie moments in history. Like Rocky. Honorable mention. You know, slightly Italian-looking dude runs to the top of stairs and celebrates. Like. Come on, Rossi! Like, what the hell? No, you're fine. I should say I'm, I'm I'm happy because I think Rossi's rankings match mine pretty closely. Because there's not a lot of ones that are like far off for me here. Um, I think uh, just looking at it right now, uh, yeah, the fight scene. You know, I think I had a little bit higher. Um, the drug dealer, I had a little bit lower. Tuxedo football, I had a little bit lower. My top four, I think, is our top four, just different ordering. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> you know what I have to say to Rossi? I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. Oh, sorry. Hang on. That's 20, 2019. Uh, no, I can't get a date. No, I was racist. Uh, oh, shit. Whatever was it we covered? 9-11. Uh, <laughs> I definitely have breast cancer. Definitely have breast cancer. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Oz Network bingo. I, can we just see how many complaints we get if we try to randomly fit I definitely have breast cancer into every single episode next year for people who have never seen the room? You know, okay, fun little story. Sort of tangent, but not really. So Mallory and I the other day were in um, a car park somewhere. I think, oh, no, we were about to go get a drink in McDonald's. So Mallory was just about to get out of the car, and this woman comes up to the window and is like, you know, very Canadian. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you, but could I please have some spare change? It's like, I'm like, Mallory, what are you doing? She gave her spare change. We had to sit there for about five minutes as she just ranted and raved about everything. I couldn't even tell you what she was talking about. And Mallory couldn't get out of the car. And at one point, she said something like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then there's Marc Messier. And I don't mean to be mean, but he's he's a great hockey player. And then, you know, Justin Trudeau is a bad prime minister and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's like out of nowhere, she just drops this line like, oh, and, you know, Marc Messier. Oh, no, no offense to him. He's a good hockey player. And it's like, what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> So, like, if they, she can fit that into a sentence, we can literally be like, oh, so Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Keanu is great, I definitely have the breast cancer, and then this bit happens. <laughs> <laughs> and apologies, Mark Messier, he's a great hockey player. Okay, uh- <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how many, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a game for people. How many times will you be able to pick up our discreet, I definitely have breast cancers, <laughs> And Mark Messier is a great hockey player. <laughs> so dumb. It's like it's it's, it's it reminds me so much of like Jimmy Kimmel's like apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. Like yeah, it's just yes. you know, it's like it's just what. 
But that's that's that I used to always close off when Melanie and I had a radio station in New Zealand. I would always close it off with an especially shout out to Bradley Cooper's grandmother and good night. Because Julia Roberts at the Oscars last year, if you remember, she presented Best Picture, and then at the end when she's like, "That's been the Oscars. Thanks very much for coming. Special shout out to Bradley Cooper's grandmother and good night." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Julia Roberts and Bradley Cooper's grandmother are friends. Who knew? So okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that we now have this to do. We're going to, and we're going to get complaints. We know we will. <laughs> Colin, let's be honest. We have to have listeners for that to happen. Lad Undercover yeah. is going to message us in eight months and say we're hilarious. So <laughs> can we get a t-shirt? Mark Messi is a great hockey player yeah. and I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> and a shout out to Bradley Cooper's grandmother. <laughs> All in a quote uh, box is a cartoon of Julia Roberts. Only in an episode on The Room can we fit in this much randomness because it's just fitting. Um, so that's The Room, our ultimate ranking. No, I'm sad. We're going to wait 12 more months. Boo. Uh, well, but but again, we have we have options next year. We can get Mr. Olympian. Yes. Jan Jigian. Big Shark recap. Big Shark, yeah. Best friends. We got so many years out of this. Um, I'm just looking. Who is Donna Imim? This is a guy that he is campaigning for U.S. Congress right now. Um, uh, an iconic U.S. senator <laughs> in training. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I we, let's just start randomly fitting Dan Jigi. Let's just try to pronounce Dan Jigi. How about that name? I'm gonna say it's Dan Jinjian. That's how I just want to say. March 26th, Dan Jijian said, One of the top three lies your kids will tell you. Yeah, Daddy, if you get me this puzzle, I promise I'll help put it together. Iconic quotes used in US politics. That's why he didn't get in. Ah, Dan Jan for Congress.com is no longer available. Aw, I'm a bit sad. Oh, there's Ballotpedia.com, and you can look up Dan Jinjian there. Okay. Cool. I love this. Um, it is a comic book styled poster of Chris R holding a fist to Denny's head, <laughs> basically. And he put, yes, Dan played Chris R from the room. Interested in a hand signed high image print for your collection? Please purchase from our store. All proceeds will go towards the congressional campaign. Can you imagine if this guy had gotten in? He'd be like grabbing Trump over the top of the White House. Where's my money, Trump? Where's my yeah. money? <laughs> then Mike Pence comes in. Stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> Donald Trump, I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> no one's had breast cancer like me before. No one. <laughs> your, your stats are wrong. My cancer is I just bumped the microphone. I'm so into this, man. I'm literally moving my hands. I'm doing the Trump hands and banging the microphone. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. R. All right, so that's it for the room. Um, I'm excited because I, I believe at the time we're hearing this, within the next two weeks, we're going to be starting Bill and Ted because it is the one movie that is finally getting released in theaters oh, where Mulan. theaters are available. <laughs> huh? Are we going to pay $30 and watch Mulan? Well, <laughs> I, we're, unless you want to catch up on Disney Live Action Month Part 2, no. I'm skipping it. No, like... <laughs> Come on, Disney. Oh, boo-hoo. We didn't make enough money in the first quarter. Like, oh, you poor things owning Star Wars and Marvel and Fox. And, oh, you poor bankrupt little Mickey Mouse. Boo-hoo. 
thirty dollars for Mulan. Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bill and Ted. It's actually coming out. I think we talked about this multiple times. Not much to say. My probably next to Star Wars, my childhood favorite movies. Bill and Ted. Uh, we're going to be covering the first one, and then we're going to kind of have a redo of an episode that uh, we did with Jamie and Rossi and I, which was a great episode uh, a couple of years ago where we'll kind of do new intros with Ben and I talking about Bogus Journey, Bill and Ted 2, and then all leading to Bill and Ted Face the Music. So uh, just look at the release dates here. Bill and Ted comes out on the 28th. Um, so technically we should be starting this next week, but let's just say we'll do a Bill and Ted week here. Yeah. So – uh, in the week's lead up to Bill and Ted, the last week of the month, we will have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and then hopefully a very quick review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. And I am honest right now in saying that I've never seen either of them. So, you know, I will uh, be looking forward to watching both of them. So there you go. It's Keanu Reeves. Keanu, I mean, anything with him in it is a good movie. So, yeah. Yep. Indeed. Especially the new SpongeBob coming out, which we may also have a review of. If Wait, Casper what? Gets his He's way. in SpongeBob. He is. Uh, is so... he SpongeBob? <laughs> no, Whoa, it is. I it live is in a pineapple Keanu, under the sea. Though. It is Keanu. So SpongeBob still animated, but he finds this giant bundle of sage, as in the herb, right. that has Keanu Reeves' live-action face on it, saying, "Hi, I'm Sage." <laughs> is this a metaphor for weed? <laughs> it is it must be it is actually keanu reeves starring as sage in wow. a spongebob movie so uh i'm sure if we ever do keanu reeves month we'll find a way to fit well it in there, let's but... be honest i mean this is a guy who played the best thing in toy story 4 so you know yes yes the, i canada the... <laughs> i guess him and forky could get their own spin-off forky really overrated i like forky. overrated rank the <laughs> rank the toy story characters forky yes. overrated <laughs> um so bill and ted coming soon total drama island uh i think we missed last week because rossi thought he sent me the episode and he didn't but we are now in the final three episodes of the season Uh, rossi (laughs) rossi Rossi is the room of the oz network (laughs) he was busy trying to identify the couple having sex in the room that is he ranked total drama island animated characters like that's just (laughs) yeah which part of no the whole thing Wow. <laughs> He's an enigma, Rossi. He's the Tommy Wiseau. Like, you know, no one knows anything about him. Where's he from? What's he doing? Uh, well, you will hear him if you listen to Total Drum Island. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Download now uh, by the Oz Network, because as Ben Waterworth approves this message, I listen every week. Uh, I do want to say also... Uh, check out our t-shirt store, tpublic.com slash user slash OZN. How are they going? Uh, <laughs> what's that? How are they doing? How many have we sold? We've sold at least one item of every shirt on there. Really? Um, I will say that the magnets of Rene Russo campaigns were to myself, but <laughs> we have a couple sales on there, so we're making a little bit of Wait, money where's again. Where's the production meeting here, Colin? Where's our, our treasurer, our financier contacting? I, I'm not getting any up. Are you pocketing this two cents each? What's going on here? Daylight <laughs> robbery. <laughs> At this point, uh, in the last month, we have made $17 through wow. our t-shirt store. Jesus. Uh, but they only release the money the next month, so That's we don't to have to cover it our salary. Sorry. <laughs> How much does our show actually, just so we could give people an idea why they should buy any of our t-shirts, masks, whatever you want. How much does our show cost on average per month? 
Oh, cost per month? <laughs> like just just to host the show, not even our time. Financial or personal? <laughs> Financial. I'm onto my second fiance, Colin. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're 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 onto three children here. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, look, I don't, I don't know. In all seriousness, could I put a money figure on it? Probably. Let's say it's. It's probably more than $17 a month. So we thank everybody who's bought one of our T-shirts. Um, you know, this is basically what it goes towards. It, it costs us money regardless to bring you this quality show <laughs> with breast cancer jokes and <laughs> trashing the rankings of our own hosts. High, but, quality, uh, high quality podcasting here on the Oz <laughs> Network. <laughs> You can contribute to, and I'm I'm going to say this. I'm going to make a mask of the bottom half of Tommy Wiseau's face. Well, uh, you, you, have you seen Vista problem. Print? You can make customized masks now. Like you can actually well, you, you can do, do that this. on T Public. In fact, we have several of them. If you checked out our store, well, for clearly, I'm I'm updated all the time. Um, but no, it's I saw there was a Formula One driver who did that. They had got a printed bottom half of their face and was wearing the mask. Yeah. That looked like like I'm surprised more people haven't been doing this. Like I want yeah. this to be a thing. We're going to do it. We're going to do it just for famous, iconic characters. We'll start with Tommy Wiseau. I, I just want a mask that says, oh, hi, Mark, on it. That's all I want. <laughs> I just literally want to say, oh, hi, Mark, and then I will walk around Victoria with it, and then if people who are called Mark see me wearing it, they're going to go, oh, hello. <laughs> you could just say, funny story, Mark. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Rossi. <laughs> There's another T-shirt. <laughs> oh... Um, so anyways check us out and buy something because we need the money (laughs) thank you for joining us my name is Colin and I am podcaster talking about bad movie and my name is Ben and hashtag justice for your tearing me apart Lisa thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.